Welcome to the Christian Center's Sermon of the Week. Turn in your Bible to the book of Acts. If you don't have a Bible with you, take your phone. I want you all to check it out. On your phone, on your Bible, turn to Acts chapter 29. We're going to read from verse 1. Young people, take your phone. If you don't have an app of a Bible, get an app. You've got a lot of apps. You need a Bible app as well. Are we there? Did you find Acts 29? Who found it? Is there a problem? Okay, so you already realize it ends at 28. Okay, so because of that, I've got a title for the message. And the message, the title of today's message is Acts 29, The Mission Goes On. That's the title of the message. Acts 29, the mission goes on. So, the question before us this morning, there's a question that I'm bringing to you, is this. If the mission did not end with Jesus, and the mission did not end with the apostles, and the mission did not end with the early church, and it did not end with the believers that lived before us, If this mission must still go on, the question to you this morning is, where do you see yourself fit into that mission? Two points I'm making. The mission goes on, and then if you agree with me, then I'm going to ask you, so where do you fit into that mission? By the end of the message, I hope you would have figured it out, if you don't already know. Amen. Are we together? So, let me take some liberty quickly. We know that Luke wrote two books in the Bible. Do you know that? He wrote Genesis and Revelation. (laughs) I'm just testing you. Luke wrote Luke and Acts. He wrote a whole account about the Gospels of Christ and the guys, and then he wrote a whole The book of Acts. We studied it now. I'm wrapping up Acts today. And then in a month's time, we will be into the book of James. So my job is to wrap up Acts. But I'm going to take some liberty. I'm going to assume that Luke is written, is busy writing or written. It's not starting at Acts 29. And I'm going to read you verse 1. It's not in the Bible. I'm taking liberty, but you will see it it will sound like the Bible. So let me read it to you. It goes like this. In my first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Does that sound familiar? Okay, it's actually in the Bible. In my second book, I described how the Holy Spirit empowered the apostles and the early church to do what Jesus commanded them to do. Now, in my third book, I feel compelled to tell you that the mission Jesus began and handed over to the apostles, is now continuing to spread through the lives of everyday followers of Christ everywhere. The mission is still going on. 
Every believer is living lives in line with what Jesus commanded us to live. They are truly busy making disciples of all the nations, and God's kingdom is advancing at a radical pace. <laughs> Does it sound like the Bible? Is it true? Is it true what he's writing? So today I'm talking about the mission that is going on. But if it's going on, where did it start? Where did it launch from? Where did this mission actually start if it's still going on? So I'm going to give you a very quick synopsis. I'm going to run through it very quickly. And I'm answering, first of all, where did it all start? This is how it starts. God creates earth, and his goal is to bring heaven to earth. If you guys agree what I say, then just say amen or something. We stay together. Then he creates Adam and Eve with the idea they should reflect his goodness and his glory. He blesses them to be fruitful and he gives... Okay, thanks, Ali. God gives man a free will to choose and to obey with a consequence of life and death attached to it. Eve and then Adam gets deceived and robbed of the authority by the devil and they get separated from God and they die spiritually. The mission is interrupted and disrupted. Disorder and corruption set in. The father sends his son to earth on a rescue mission to destroy the devil, to save what is lost, and to restore the original mission. That is to bring heaven's kingdom to earth. Are we together? Okay, so the rescue mission begins. A virgin falls pregnant by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus the Son of God becomes a human born a baby. And he grows and he matures. He learns obedience through his suffering. He is baptized by John the Baptist. Heaven opens. It's filled with the Holy Spirit. And Father affirms the sonship and the authority of his Son. He then is tempted by the devil. But thank God, he never sins. And so his ministry begins. He announces the kingdom of God. He teaches about it using parables. He reveals the Father. He calls on people to repent that they may enter this kingdom. He performs miracles. He heals the sick. He casts out demons. He proves his divinity. He dies on a cross and sheds his blood for mankind. He is buried. He's raised from the dead by the power of God. And he makes a way for man to be reconciled to God. For 40 days, he shows that he's risen from the dead and that he's alive. He ascends to heaven return to defeat it at the right hand of the Father. And he promises that one day he will return to judge all creation and establish a new heaven and a new earth. Do we have an amen? But before his mission was completed, he made disciples and handed the mission over to them. 
He said, follow me. And then he said to them, I'll make you fishes of men. And then they walked with Jesus. He taught them all about his kingdom. He actually helped them with their own personal issues. He demonstrated the kingdom. They experienced life with Jesus. They saw him and they were involved by feeding thousands. He calmed the storms. He walks on water. He cast out demons. He raises the dead. And he prepared them to go and do the same. So he commissions them. He says, go and make disciples of all nations. Teach them everything I taught you. He says, wait in Jerusalem after I've departed. And I will fill you with my spirit. You'll give, receive power. Then you must go. All of this, what I've just said, is recorded in the Bible. It's like I wrapped up the whole Bible in a few minutes. But let me tell you, it's not meant to be a mere history book. But it's a living, unfolding story of God's plan and purpose for mankind. And I'm going to give you three points now. Number one, you fit into the story. How do you fit right into the story? Remember, I asked you in the beginning, I said the mission must go on. Then I asked, how do you fit into the story? Now I'm telling you, you are fitting in the story. Something happened this time as we went through the book of Acts. I studied through Acts many times. I read through it many, many times. But this time, as I read through it, the Holy Spirit said to me, watch the names. Check the names. Check the people in the story. Because sometimes, like some says, really the book of Acts is the Acts of the Holy Spirit. It's true. But it's the Holy Spirit in people. Guess what? In this story, just like in any other story, there are some prominent and main characters in the story that I noticed. I noticed Peter, John, James, Stephen, Philip, Ananias, Paul, Barnabas, Silas, Timothy, Apollos, John Mark, Lydia, Cornelius, and others. All those names were written, but they lack the main characters. But you know what really impressed me was the other names of believers written in the book of Acts. I'm going to give them to you. Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, Nicholas, Aeneas, Dorcas, Simon the Tanner, Agabus, Rhoda, Simeon, Lucius, Menaean, Jason, Dionysius, Damaris, Aquila, Priscilla, Justice, Crispus, Sosthenes, Erastus, Gaius, Aristarchus, Sopater, Secundus, Tychicus, Trophimus, Eutychus, remember the guy that fell out of the window? Nason, Julius, and Publius. Did you ever notice it? What am I trying to say to you? Don't disconnect from the mission 
by thinking it's for the main players. I believe God showed me, says, watch the order. And then there are names that are not even written. Cornelius' whole household came. If, I'm sure they were a whole lot of them. Remember the, the guys on the boat with Paul? Okay, remember the fire? People coming? There are many, many other names. And so I want to say to you this morning that God does extraordinary through, things through ordinary people. One of the reasons why we disconnect with the mission and we can't fit in the story. I remember when I was at school and they had plays. I couldn't sing and I could not act or dance or none of the above. I was the prop. I, I was the tree. So I, never, I was never part of the play. Some of us are sitting here today and when you think about the mission, you, you're just a prop. You, you can't see yourself in his story. In the story. And God fits ordinary people like us in his story. Are there any amens here? Okay. So, let me show you how your story is just like that of the disciples. How did you come to Christ? Somehow the same Jesus that spoke to disciples said to you, follow me. So you followed. I'm, I'm almost sure that when you responded to the gospel, you were not thinking you're joining a church. Or did you think like that? I'm sure you meant to follow Christ. And to know that when you said I would follow that God's agenda for you was the same, I'll make you a fisher of men. It's no different. You also, just like them, are part of the mission when he said, go and make disciples of all nations. We are included in the commission. But we, it's a complicated one. I'll talk about that a little bit later. You got baptized in water. I'm sure you were not thinking that's what I must do to become a member. I'm sure you meant I'm dying to my own life. I'm getting buried with Christ and I'm now a new person in Christ. Look, I'm born again. God is in me. I'm sure that's what you meant. And then you got full with the Spirit. I'm sure it was not to show off your gift. Say, look, I speak in tongues and look, I can prophesy. I'm sure you understood that that baptism was to give you power to be a fisher of men. To do what Christ did, just like the disciples, just like in the book of Acts. I'm sure that's what you know. I also need to say. Never underestimate the power of love, of kind words, and kind deeds of service and generosity. You know what Jesus promised? When he prepared them for his departure, he said, as a matter of fact, it's going to be to advantage. I go, I'm going to give you another counselor. 
And you know what? Whatever you ask in my name, my Father will do. He's given us the power of prayer. He's given us audience with the living God. He gave us the ability to shift and change families, businesses, cities, and destinies on our knees. Because we've got authority to pray. And God gave us a lot of things to share. In your house are extra shoes, extra shirts, extra food, extra furniture. Just like the early church. Remember, they didn't count things their own. They shared. Can you see this mission? We are just the same. On the same mission. With the same exciting demand and exciting opportunity. The big problem we have is that we disconnect with this mission. We think the go means get a safari suit and go to China. We think it's to stand on a box in front of the city hall and preach. I'm here to tell you today, you are already there. Your destiny is where you live, is where you work, is where you're connected. The mission, you fit in the story. And you are following Christ, empowered by Christ, And so I want to say, don't disregard the day-to-day things we do when you partner with the Spirit of God. I see the grannies sitting here. Heather, do you love your grandchildren? When you spend time with a grandchild and love them and through play and talk, You teach them the principles of God. You are on mission. You are busy preparing a new generation. You're setting, you're preparing the child for the kingdom of God to usher it in. Rob, at work, you've got staff. You either just have them to help you make money or they're part of your life. They're there for you to influence Some of us are blessed and privileged and we were able to employ garden workers and home workers. Don't disconnect with the mission. Have you ever prayed? Have you ever asked God? You see, it's not to go somewhere. You fit into it. You're right there. The opportunity is in your face. With God's power. Many things, every one of you, I think I'm, I know most, and I know every one of you somehow finds yourself with the opportunity. You're on mission, you're in the mission. If you ask where I fit in, I hope you can start to see you're fitting in. You're there. It's no different. The mission goes on. Acts 29. Okay, point number two. My first question was where do you fit in? Number two, I make this statement. Connect the gospel, connect the plan and purpose of God. I gave you a whole synopsis in a nutshell. Connect that with every aspect of your life everywhere. 
if you took your phone, if I looked at your phone and I went to WhatsApp and I looked at your groups, I know your community. And your community is made up of at least six areas. And you are connected there. The first one is powerful. It's the one where you connect with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's called the secret place where you hear from God. That's where your assignments come from. That's where your wisdom comes from. That's where your advantage comes from. That's where you pray and hear from God. You are in community with a God that is a community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he invites you in. He says, come and commune with me. I'll tell you wonderful things that you don't know. Hallelujah. So you're connected there. And you work for the gospel there. You're on mission. Prayer is part of the mission. If you're not on mission and you don't see it, your prayer life is going to be non-existent. You're going to maybe ask for things when you're in trouble, mostly. The second one is your family. You're connected. You've got a family. It might not be the coolest family. It might be a painful family. But you're connected with people. You're connected with your own. You're connected with an extended family. You have a mission there. Your parents might not know the Lord. You can show Christ. Your husband can be so stubborn and ugly. It's like the devil is his, your father-in-law. But somehow you're on mission. You can do something. You can love a grumpy old man. <laughs> Hallelujah, sir. <laughs> because God gives you strength. You've got a wayward child. He disappoints you all the time. But it's your mission. It's where you are. Have hope today. You are placed there. Then there is church family, church stuff. We are in community with one another. That's why we got community groups. It's not taking a program into there. We try to link ourselves because Jesus had 12 people together. If you had something, you gave something. If you need something, you took something. They went out two by two. Nobody goes it alone. Nowhere anybody goes it alone. You're together. Paul was with Silas in prison. They prayed. The place was shaken. The jailer and his family comes to the Lord. Then there is... Your community here. You're sitting in a community right now. You're connected. You might see the back of the person, but you're going to, thank God, one day we will have coffee again, I think. But we connect here. There's, there's connections here. You can't just come in here who, as a consumer, a spectator, walk out. After this meeting, we're going to say, who needs help? Who needs prayer? Go there. We need to connect with one another. There's opportunity wherever you are. Then think about your work. Area number five, where you find your colleagues. Your mission works very different in the workplace than in the secret place, or in the family, or in a group, or in a celebration. And then there's a place where you have all your social connections. You have your club where you are. You might be the chairman of the Bird Watchers Club of East London. 
or you might be the chairman of the, what is this other flowers stuff? That my family loves, what is those flowers? Clivia, Clivia Association. I, when I was at school, I was the chairman of the Antifreyers Vereniging, the anti-dating club. I was the chairman of the anti-dating club in high school. Not successful, yeah. yeah. So he has fallen. So you have all these areas of connection. What I'm saying to you, you're already connected. You have to sit here today and say, I fit into the mission and I'm connected. I am I'm pregnant with opportunity. It's all around me. It's all around me. Okay. Last point, I already said it, point three. First one was, you fit into the story. Number two, you're connected. Number three, don't go alone. Don't go it alone. So I conclude. Where do you see yourself fit into God's mission? I think I answered it. I think I answered it. I said today, and I showed you from God's word, the mission is still going on. My final question is, will you be part of it?